Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. So I know this is a show about silly critters, but I feel like it'd be kind of weird not to say anything about the current situation. It's been a very difficult and dangerous time for everybody out there fighting for black lives and rights and fighting against police brutality It feels kind of weird doing a goofy show about funny animals when there's so much more important work going on. And I made what I hope is the right decision to keep releasing the show on schedule because I do want it to be there for everyone who needs a bit of fun learning and entertainment in the midst of the struggle. I'm including a link to some of the charities that I'm donating to, and if you're someone who can afford it, you can check those out. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please stay safe out there as much as possible, given the circumstances. So today on the show, we're talking about animals who are all about the presentation. Sequin spiders, mantises with deadly cosplay, fish who prove the devil really does wear Prada, a bird who literally slays on the runway, and the cutest little Billie Eilish-loving hyena on the planet. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, have you ever watched a crab swim? I mean, really watched it? Joining me today is IT professional by day, 
Host and podcaster by night and nerd of the highest order, you can hear her on Rooster Team Radio discussing everything Rooster Teeth on Silver Screams, a podcast about horror films, and On the Point Pod, a podcast about Overwatch. Also, she's a cat person. Welcome, Katie Colin. Hi, all my buddies. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. It's good to have another Katie on. Name twins. Katie's Unite. <laughs> so yeah, today I'm talking about animals who are all about the presentation. They have incredible stage presence. And I, so I didn't realize you were an arachnophobe before <laughs> writing these notes. Uh, so we are actually going to start off with a spider. How do you feel about that? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping to maybe convert you a little bit into a spider lover or at least a spider neutral person because these are really really beautiful spiders so these are mirror spiders who have the best costume game in the spider world so I know most people aren't too fond of spiders but these look like living jewels now Katie are you going to brave it and look at these pictures I sent you I mean yeah that's <laughs> that's what I'm here for <laughs> I mean not gonna lie, these are beautiful spiders, and it helps that they are still images and not in my house. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are lovely to look at, and there's something to be said for the aesthetic and for the reflectiveness, especially on the thorax, but oh my god, spiders though. Like... <laughs> So what Katie is looking at are pictures of two spiders whose bodies look like it's made out of glass and their abdomen looks like it's filled with diamond, ruby, topaz, and sequins and shards of gold. So there are a couple of species of mirror spiders found in Australia. These are, uh, let's see if I can do this in one go, uh, Quaetitia nigronosia. And T. Argentino, wait, Argent, Argentio Punctata. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really look like some jeweler has like a spider fixation and is making spider, like, uh, what's it? Swar Swarkovsky? What's the crystals? Swarovsky. Swarovsky. There yeah. we go. I'm, I'm bad at, at being half Russian, but. Um, <laughs> So they are, they look like they're made out of crystals or jewels. And the gems that appear to be inside of these spiders are actually uh, lining the outside of the spider's gut and they're excreted by the gut. So they are made out of guanine crystals. You might recognize guanine as one of the amino acids that is present in DNA, but it can also form these crystalline structures and they sparkle when light hits them like actual, you know, non-spider-made non crystals. So we're basically looking at spiders making their own Minecraft diamond armor. Exactly. On the inside, internal, internal body diamond armor, and it's glorious. I'm curious as to how this works with the spiders in terms of just natural camouflage. Yeah, so it seems counterintuitive to look heavily sequined and just super glamorous like you're about to go down the red carpet as a spider and everyone's like, who are you wearing? And it's like, oh, it's, it's spider gut excretion. I made but, it myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
it's me. It's out of my spider guts. So, but yeah, it, it is actually camouflage and it is great for rainy and wet days because the spiders will glisten and refract light just like raindrops or dewdrops. So if you're looking at a tree that has a bunch of dew on it or raindrops, it's going to be hard to find the spider because it looks like rain being reflected through a raindrop. And if they actually, they can turn off the sparkliness. So if they need to keep on the down low, they can contract their gut muscle, which folds over the guanine crystals and hides them, allowing the spiders to do kind of like, it's like an in, internal organ costume change, which is quite impressive. So if we go back to the red carpet analogy, it's those transforming dresses. Like it looks yes, like a exactly. cute little black dress and then you undo the cape and let it fly and suddenly it's a red ball gown. And suddenly it's your gut crystals, exactly. <laughs> it's that grandmama, it's me, Anastasia sort of moment. I have arrived. Yes. And I'm, I'm eating your guts <laughs> and then making my guts all sparkly, yes. Welcome to my high fashion home. It's time for dinner. <laughs> I like to think that as they're eating some some little insect they're like so do you like and the insect's like yes it's beautiful i mean you're eating my head and face but it's beautiful it's gorgeous i love what you've done it's all about the aesthetic that's right that's right the murder aesthetic anywho <laughs> <laughs> so now isn't that I the name of a k-pop band is it murder aesthetic it sounds no, like it is no i'm joking <laughs> it could don't, be don't don't hurt her k-pop fans she means no harm <laughs> They are, they are, they, I don't know, the power of K-pop fans is truly something to behold, K-pop fans are a specific sparkly flavor of hardcore that is not to be trifled with. K-pop fans, you know what? Actually, could you start standing these mirror spiders? Like, bring awareness <laughs> to how awesome these mirror spiders are? I feel like it's very K-pop, and I think that this could be great for animal conservation if we get k-pop fans to stand the mirror spider you know i'll take it, it sounds good <laughs> sounds good let's go so the next animal i want to talk about is it's actually when you just look at it at first it seems rather drab but its behavior is quite stunning so these are the pine processionary caterpillars so Pine processionary is a species of moth, and when they're in their larval caterpillar form, they have a very cute but awe-inspiring habit of forming a huge conga line of caterpillars. So there is a picture if you want to look at it. I don't know. Do you have a caterpillar phobia as well? No. No, just, you know, spiders, scorpions, and other things that would like to sting you. But this, <laughs> this is the... If you hadn't told me it was a conga line, I would be asking you who photoshopped this. Because <laughs> it just looks like one extremely long caterpillar. Or what, like, <laughs> depth of the ocean this was fished out of. Yeah, an eldritch caterpillar from beyond. <laughs> it's a ribbon eel, but it lives on the ground. <laughs> what? So these caterpillars live in Mediterranean regions as well as North Africa and Central Asia and other parts of Europe that have pine trees. And they love pine and cedar trees because they use them for their whole life cycle. So the moths will lay their eggs at the top of the trees and the caterpillars will eat the pine needles and they can actually be really destructive 
for the trees, and they're one of the most destructive species for pine and cedar where they're found. And then they will weave these silken nests for themselves to survive in the winter. And they're communal too, so they'll share nests, which, which is kind of sweet. And this is, so this is where they get their processionary names. So when they're ready to pupate, the caterpillars descend the tree and form a huge conga line of fuzzy little caterpillars face to butt, face to butt, face to butt. Just like bumper to bumper, face to butt. It's, I think, kind of cute. I would feel bad, though, like if I was one of these caterpillars and like what if one of them was kind of gassy, you know, because like you can't break formation, but then your face is in a butt. I'm glad you went there because I went somewhere far, far worse. Oh, human centipede? Were you going to be human centipede? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is where I went. This is humans. This is caterpillar centipede. (laughs) If they're doing a conga line, do you imagine they're going to a rhythm and just kicking out all of the little legs on one side? Yeah, just like all of their mini, mini legs on one side. Yes. Boop, 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 boop. Yes, exactly. So... They are actually following pheromone trails left by other caterpillars that helps them find the perfect trail to go and pupate. So they will travel these well-worn trails that goes by food and water. And then their final destination is where they will burrow into the ground to pupate into adult moths. And the reason they form a conga line is the safety in numbers. So they have what are called urticating hairs, which are highly irritating hairs that will cause severe skin irritation in predators. So if you see a fuzzy caterpillar or or any insect that looks particularly fuzzy and fluffy, even though it's tempting to try to pet it, probably not a great idea because those hairs can be highly irritating. I don't know if you've ever accidentally done that as a kid, pick up a caterpillar and pet it, and then suddenly your palms are really itchy. That I have not done. But we didn't really have many fuzzy caterpillars in, like, Montana, so. (laughs) Well, living in Southern California, I picked up every insect I found, which in retrospect was probably a little bit of a gamble. (laughs) They will use these highly irritating hairs in this giant conga line to deter predators. Because if you're just one caterpillar, you're face and butt and belly are kind of exposed to a predator. But if you're this long, intimidating line face to butt, there's not really a great opening for a predator to get you. And also the cost is higher because if a predator gets the urticating hairs from this huge line of caterpillars, that's going to be a real itchy bad time. (laughs) It is just not worth it. It's not. It's, it's really, it's never worth it to interrupt a conga line. It just never is worth it. Well, and then it turns into one of those, you came to the wrong neighborhood situations. <laughs> you came to the wrong conga line, mister. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the last insect I want to talk about is the flower mantis. So flower mantises are a group of mantid species who guess what, are shaped like flowers. Finally, an animal's name that is really self-explanatory. You know, before I looked at the notes, because I've been doing so much quarantine baking, I heard (laughs) F-L-O-U-R mantis, and I'm like, oh, are they white? Like, no, (laughs) flowers. They're bakers. They're bakers. They're baking mantises. They're vegetarians. Yeah, they just... They, they pull off one of their mate's heads and then put it in a pie. It's adorable. It's like brie. <laughs> it's great. So their exoskeletons are shaped like petals or leaves, and they come in pretty flowered colors. 
Uh, and you have to look at these pictures. They are just absolutely beautiful. They look like living flowers. Oh, wow. You know, I think I've seen that first one before, that bright pink one. That's an orchid mantis, yeah. Just because the internet being the internet passes around fun animal pictures, and I'm yeah. pretty sure I've seen that one before. But Yeah, orchid are mantises are lovely. pretty popular on the internet. I, I think that people are, are – so if you've never seen this, it is a mantis. Imagine the, the classic mantis shape, but it is bright pink, and its butt looks like a flower petal, and its little arms have – sort of a fringe on it that looks very flowery and it, it absolutely looks like you crossed a mantis with an orchid. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It looks like someone photoshopped it, honestly. Yes. It looks like mantis airbrushing. It does. <laughs> These impossible mantis body standards. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Us normal green mantises just can't live up to that. Just let us eat our mates in peace. <laughs> so... They are obviously up to something when they are dressing as flowers. So what they will do is they actually climb on top of a plant, sit very still, and wait to ambush prey. And they just blend in with the other flowers on the plant. And a little fly or a little insect comes hoping to sip some nectar. And all they get is death. <laughs> so <laughs> That's not a good prize. No, no, you're, you're going, you're trying to sniff the flowers, get a little bit of nectar, and oops, your head's gone. So this is called aggressive mimicry. It's when a predator uses mimicry to trick prey into a false sense of security or lure them in. And it is bad for the prey, but for us, it is very stunning to look at the, these guys. They are beautiful. So there's another one called the jeweled flower mantis of South and Southeast Asia. It has these pretty pink and blue wing fans and not only that, but they have little eye spots on their outer wings that look like little yellow smiley faces, like yellow emoticons. And this one's got its uh, little pincers are not the right word. It's little arms up. So this whole effect of this picture is, and he's happy to see you. <laughs> he's happy to eat you more like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I love how these have emojis on their wings. It's just, it's wonderful. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I just all I can think of for the aggressive mimicry is I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and there is a monster called a mimic and it mm. looks like a treasure chest. Yes. So when the unwary adventurer shows up and goes, "Ooh, treasure, that's when they get eaten. And that's basically what this is. I have been fooled by mimic treasure chests in many a video game <laughs> and it's very frustrating every time. I also like the idea that they have these little emojis. It's kind of like when someone is tweeting or texting something really passive aggressive and they toss a little emoji in, just like a little winky or a smiley. And it's like, you're not being nice. You're being mean, but you're just trying to trick me. Yeah. Except, yeah. Except in this case, the mantis eats you. It's not just passive aggressive. I would say that's aggressive aggressive. It's murder catfishing. <laughs> Despite their reputation as being gross and icky, bugs are fashion icons, not just in nature, but in the human world. Silk is, of course, made from silkworms, which aren't really a worm, but a caterpillar of the Bombyx mori moth. And that silk comes from the cocoons they weave with a sticky substance produced by their salivary glands. So the next time you see a friend wearing some gorgeous silk, you can tell them, nice larva spit. 
I mean, that is if you don't want any friends. When we return, we're going to dive into the water and look at some fishy fashionistas. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Why are reefs so colorful? I'm talking about the coral themselves. Coral may seem inanimate, but it's an animal, a stationary invertebrate within the phylum Cnidaria, which also contains creatures like jellyfish and anemones. Coral isn't colorful to be pleasing to the human eye and scuba divers, but rather those bold pigments represent important information about the coral's health. Some of the coral's colors, such as bright green, may be due to the symbiotic algae living upon it. The algae gets a nice place to live and the coral gets oxygen and waste management from the algae. Other times, bright pigment made up of proteins provide the coral protection from harsh UV rays from the sun. Generally speaking, the more colorful a reef is, the healthier it is. 
Sometimes coral goes through bleaching due to an increase in water temperature, which forces it to shed its symbiotic algae. This is bad news for the coral and a big warning sign that the reef is in danger of collapsing. So in nature, fashion isn't just fun, it's absolutely essential. So now let's talk about some of the beautiful critters under the sea. And I'm not talking about weirdly overly enthusiastic teenage mermaids. That was <laughs> or singing crabs. Or singing crabs. <laughs> so have you ever heard of the blue galatius? You know, I don't know. I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing that right, so... <laughs> it looks Glaucus. Could be Glaucus. Could be Gla Glaucus. <laughs> Maybe Glaucus. I don't we know. We just don't know. <laughs> we just don't... Nobody knows. Honestly, nobody knows. And that's what I say when it's specifically me who does not know. <laughs> but these are also called blue dragons, and they are found all over the world in the Atlantic, Pacific, and Indian Oceans in tropical and temperate waters. And if you want to be like a sea Khaleesi and get your baby dragon, you got to be warned, these are actually more closely related to snails and slugs. So they're actually mollusks. Wait, so is everything on this list a lie? <laughs> <laughs> these, but they, did, have you seen that picture? They absolutely look like a little baby sky dragon or sea dragon. You know, I have. I, I have seen this before. And yeah, every single time they are absolutely beautiful. This does look like something that you would see, you know, 40, 50 yards long floating in the air in a fantasy setting <laughs> alongside a steampunk airship. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks like it comes right out of a fantasy movie or some kind of Miyazaki film. It's stunning. It's beautiful. So if you haven't seen this, obviously I'm including links to all these cool animals in the show notes, but here is a description they have a long dragon-like body, a tail, and three sets of wings that splay out. They look like fans made out of feathers or flames, and they have blue and white coloration that looks like blue fire, and it's it's stunning. It's It looks like a painting. It doesn't look like this is just a natural creature that someone didn't invent, but that coloration is actually really useful for them to blend in with the ocean water. So if you're under the ocean looking up and over the ocean looking down, like when you're looking upwards, you see the light coming down through the ocean. So you see these light beams. So having that striation of white and blue actually helps them blend in with light streaming in through the ocean. So if you're a fish looking up, you're, it's going to be really hard to see one of these little guys. And they are very little. They're only about three centimeters long. So that makes it very important for them to try to avoid predators. So not really the Final Fantasy boss fight that they look like then. Not unless you are a man of war, <laughs> which <laughs> you, it sounds like a really badass thing to be. Like if you're a man of war, you can take anything. But these little tiny guys will actually nibble at you and prey on you. So first of all, let me say, so man of wars are these weird floating hydrozoans that are related to and resemble jellyfish. And these little blue dragons are nudibranchs, which are a type of marine gastropod mollusk. So 
like I said earlier, they're related to slugs and snails. And nudibranchs often like to have toxic skin so that they can ward off predators. And these guys, no matter how cute they are, are no exception. They will eat the stingers of man-o'-wars, these jellyfish-like creatures who are, in their own way, they look ridiculous. They look like weird glass-blown art. Like a, They're basically a bubble that has these stingers attached to it, and they float around. But the blue dragons eat their stingers and then incorporate them into the skin cells on their own little wing-like protrusions, and they can deliver a very powerful sting through that. So don't don't pick these guys up. <laughs> so it's it's basically cooties, but actual. <laughs> cooties is like like awful circle, circle, stinging dot. cooties. Yeah, yeah. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you got your cootie shot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If they touch you, they give you cooties, except stinging, terrible, <laughs> painful cooties. And it, so that is a great way to deter predators that want to eat them. So that is, they've got, they've got themselves covered, really, both by blending in and by just stinging the heck out of anyone who's like, hey, I want to be your Khaleesi and try to pick them up. And then, sorry, you got stinged. Let's hold hands. Let's not. Let's never. No, thank you. <laughs> It's very kind yep. of you. Mm -mm. Social mm -hmm. distancing from this guy. That's yes, yes. They are the social distancing masters. A cute fact about them is that the reason they can sort of float and fly through the water is with the help of a little air bubble in its tummy that keeps it afloat. So it can swallow a little air bubble and just kind of float along and sting anyone that gets too close. Cute and deadly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yay. So another toxic cutie in the ocean is the yellow boxfish. And it looks like a little yellow gift box with black polka dots, but the gift is toxins. <laughs> Yay. Surprise. This looks like a Betty Page purse. <laughs> <laughs> you just put a little strap on that and it's one of yeah. those like really weird out of the box purses. <laughs> That's what this is. This little squish face with a snout. This is the weirdest fish. It looks, it has an almost perfectly square body, these independently moving eyes, and a little protruding O-shaped mouth that looks like little like macaroni noodle mouth that pops out. And its skin is bright yellow with black polka dots. It looks made up. It doesn't look real. It looks like if it had arms and legs, it would be a Star Wars alien. <laughs> So many animals look like Star Wars aliens when you think about it. But yeah, it, it looks like a cartoon. It, it doesn't, it's yeah. absolutely surreal. So there's actually a whole bunch of species of boxfish who are, as you would expect, fish shaped like boxes. <laughs> and they are related to puffer fish. The yellow boxfish is found in oceanic reefs all over the world. And so being a box seems like a really weird choice for a fish because a lot of fish have that like undulating action. Uh, but boxfish, same as pufferfish, their cousins, swim in a very different way. So they beat their fins and tails in very quickly like a hummingbird. And they just kind of hover rather than undulate and swim through the water like that. So they're more like little 
fishy drones than uh, other types of locomotion that fish use. But yeah, so by beating their tails and fins so quickly, they create this thrust and they can just, they hover around like a little hummingbird, except it's a box and a fish. This is just, I'm not over this. I'm not over this. It looks like a box. I, I, I'm having a real hard time getting past this. What's in the box? (laughs) Murder. There are all sorts of box fish. The mm-hmm. gift box, the bread box, the treasure chest, and they'll all <laughs> kill you. <laughs> That's not a good prize. <laughs> and you are correct because like their pufferfish cousins, they will release neurotoxic tetrodotoxin, which is lethal to predators who want to eat it. And that yellow polka dot bikini coloration is actually warning predators that it is toxic. So this is called aposematism. So it's like saying like, hey, I'm toxic, like don't even mess with me. I know I look adorable, like a cute little clutch or purse or something, but if you eat me, I'll kill you. Itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot murder fish. <laughs> Doesn't scan quite as well, but uh, it's a thing. Exactly, exactly. But it's like those tropical tree frogs that are like bright orange. Yeah. Yeah, the the poison dart frogs. They are gorgeous to look at, bad to put in the mouth, even though they look like candy. And like, you know, like that scene in... They look like Lisa Frank. Yes, Lisa Frank, exactly. So does this guy, really. Just that bright neon yellow. The eyes... Like the eyes aren't big and sparkly enough for Lisa Frank. That's true. For the the box fish. These are very much like (laughs) slit-eyed goat pupils. (laughs) It's gorgeous. But yeah, don't eat it. Don't eat it. No. Just, just admire. Don't touch it either. Don't touch it. Don't eat it. Admire it, though. This is why I've never understood, like, pufferfish sushi. Like, yes, <laughs> if we do this incorrectly, it could kill you. But <laughs> hey, sushi. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But what nope. if it tastes just really good, though? <laughs> I'm going to go with not worth the risk and stick with something mm-hmm. that has a much lower chance of murdering me outright. Right. Like a California roll. (laughs) And every sushi purist out there recoils in horror. Like, (laughs) let me live my life. Mm Mm-hmm. So have you ever seen a crab swimming in the ocean? Don't they just kind of flail? Like a lot? You would think so. And it's – so I was actually – you know, my image of crab swimming is just like all legs going, flailing around – but they <laughs> seeing a crab swim, especially there's a species of crab called a I think it's called so it's a bathyal swimming crab, and they have these modified back leg parts that are called swimmerettes, and they are adorable and goofy when they swim. So click on that <laughs> link. <laughs> It's just doing this cute little paddle with its back legs. It's like if, yeah. you, if you've ever like watched a swimming class for three-year-olds yes. and yes. the instructor is kind of holding them up while they're learning to front stroke and they're just looking up and they're kicking really hard. Like that. that's what this is. <laughs> that's what this yeah. is. This yeah, is so hysteria. It's-, it's like a flying squirrel. <laughs> so it's holding its front arms out, those little pinchers out, wide splayed out. It's kicking with its back legs, and it absolutely looks like a scared toddler trying to learn how to swim. It It is 
adorable. If you've never seen a crab swimming, you have to watch it. It's going to make your day a lot better. Well, and it also looks like it, and this could just be an illusion, but it looks like it has its mouth open. And that just helps. It looks like it's making a little like smiley face. Those are just its mouth parts. Yeah. Sort of natural configuration, but it does look like it's doing a little like... It does. I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I'm swimming, swimming, swimming. And once again, he's happy to see you. <laughs> and to pinch you. Yeah, yes. actually there's a um, pl- great blue planet scene where it's these blue-footed boobies, which are a type of aquatic bird, and there are these little swimming crabs underneath pinching the booby feet. <laughs> Pinching the booby feet is the name of a good ska band. (laughs) Pinching the booby feet. With the boxfish. Featuring the boxfish. Featuring the boxfish. (laughs) Humans have long been jealous of the ocean's vibrant beauty. In fact, kings and queens of the past were so jealous, they decided to steal some of it for their own. Tyrian purple, or royal purple, is a vibrant purple dye invented as far back as 1570 BC. Creating a purple dye that was so vibrant it could shock the eye with its purpleness was difficult and expensive, and thus reserved for the rich a-holes who ruled ancient Rome. But really, these richy riches were covered in snail slimes and urine. The dye was created using mucus excretions from predatory sea snails, from a gland similar to the ink sac found in the sea snail's relatives, squid and octopuses. The sea snails used the inky mucus to stun prey and ward off predators. So to get this ink, the dye makers had to either milk the snails by pestering them and collecting their angry excretions, or crushing them. However, crushing them meant using a huge number of snails, as it supposedly took up to 12,000 snails just to dye the trim of a royal robe. Also, in order to create the dye, fermented urine was used, as the ammonia in the urine could be used as a reducing agent to produce the dye. So congratulations, Caesar, on your gross pea snail robe. When we return, we're coming up out of the sea to see some spectacular runway shows on land. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer... 
Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fashion inspired by animals can have a practical purpose. For instance, the furry wetsuit, which is definitely not what you're thinking it is. The furry wetsuit, being developed by MIT researchers and MIT professor Annette Pekka-Hosoi, is a wetsuit material that mimics the coat of an otter. The synthetic fur-like protrusions on the wetsuit are designed to copy the function of the otter's fur, keeping the swimmer warm by trapping little air bubbles. Otters, unlike many other marine mammals, have no blubber to keep them warm. They have an undercoat and over that an outer coat of longer hair, which seems to work by trapping those air bubbles and forming a wall of air between the water and that undercoat of warm fur, which acts as a thermal shield. Who says otter fashion can't combine both form and function? It's otterly fabulous! So now we are going to slowly move from the sea to the land and talking about these animals with wonderful stage presence. So first, let's talk about an amphibian. And have you ever thought about whether a bullfrog could be beautiful? Not really, no. They tend to just be loud. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's judgmental, first of all. <laughs> Sensing judgment. And I do think that bullfrogs can be beautiful, too. And I want to highlight the Indian bullfrog. So normally, the Indian bullfrog is sort of your average frog color, kind of a drab olive green. But during mating season, the males put on a fresh coat of bright yellow paint. Uh, It's not really paint. It is their skin turning bright yellow during mating season. Like bright, bright, neon neon banana yellow it's shockingly yellow (laughs) and it also turns its vocal sacs which are these in bullfrogs is these two balloons that inflate to help their loud ribbit mating calls resonate so you were mentioning they're extremely loud that's because of these big vocal sacs and for the indian bullfrog during mating season these vocal sacs turn bright bright blue just the brightest blue you can imagine and contrast that with this bright yellow it's incredible do you see the picture i sent you it looks like a sports fan (laughs) 
if you if you Wait. see the guys paint their like you know go bare chested <laughs> and then paint themselves color, mm-hmm. I just look at this and I go, so whose colors are that? Is that the Boston <laughs> Uprising? Is that like whose colors are blue and yellow? Who are you rooting for, sir? Yeah, subtlety is not the game here. They they have it, it looks like they have these two bright balloons stuck to their chin. They're bright yellow. It does it looks like Photoshop. I saw this picture and I really had to fact check this because I was very concerned it was just a Photoshop and someone made up a story behind it. But no, it's real. And actually there's a video if you want to check that out of a bunch of these horny guys all croaking and trying to uh mate with females. Okay, so you got on me for calling bullfrogs loud, and then you send me this video. <laughs> like, where it sounds like construction. <laughs> it's there's so many of them going on. It, it it sounds like construction, like it's heavy machinery moving. Just look at all these loud, horny bananas. It's Just like a, a frat house. Horn- bunch of loud, horny, hopping bananas. <laughs> so it is a frat house. Yes. <laughs> So those bright colors and loud voices actually do help them attract females. So, you know, I guess learn from the bullfrog guys. Wear bright yellow and wear bright blue balloons on your chins and just scream. And that'll work. I promise. That only works if you're a Boston Uprising fan. (laughs) (laughs) And all of my Overwatch League people are going, um, excuse me. (laughs) No. Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) <laughs> so now I want to talk about something a little more elegant. I want to talk about the secretary bird, which I think actually a lot of people might be familiar with. These are the runway models of the bird world. They are these beautiful birds that are found in the grasslands of sub-Saharan Africa. They're quite tall. They can actually reach about four feet, which is a little over a meter. And they are mostly land-dwelling birds that they are capable of flight, but most of the time they're going to spend stomping around on the ground. So they have these long, elegant legs, black feathers that look like capris, like they look kind of like cutoffs. And they have black feathers on their wingtips, a white belly, gray backs, bright orange eyeshadow, and yellow blush, and a black fan-like display of feathers behind their heads. And what they're most famous for, perhaps, is their long, luxurious eyelashes. Yeah, these these are beautiful birds. And that eyelash game is on point. It's like, maybe it's Mabeline, maybe it's Sagittarius Serpentarius, which is the, <laughs> that's the Latin name of the bird. But um bum Anyways, Yay. science joke. You love it. You guys like it. Don't you? You like it. <laughs> yeah. Maybelline out here like, that's too long of a catchphrase. (laughs) They're actually related to birds of prey such as hawks and vulture, and that's because they are also birds of prey. So they look gorgeous, they look like they belong on the runway, but they are vicious hunters. Rather than snatching prey from the skies, they actually use those runway-ready legs to stomp on them, just absolutely crush them on the runway literally that's amazing that yes yep <laughs> I, I know there's this whole oh i want someone so to step on me not here <laughs> not in this case nope you will die you are not getting back up especially if you are an insect a small mammal even mongooses which as we know are quite vicious 
and can hold their own ground, but not with these secretary birds. They'll also prey on small reptiles, tortoises, small birds, and once in a while, they can even land bigger prey, like baby gazelles and cheetah cubs. Jeez. Yeah, it is nuts. Have you actually, have you ever seen that it's this adorable anime called Agretsuko? Agretsuko is one, amazing, two, on Netflix, three, required viewing for anyone who has ever held an office job. (laughs) And yeah, uh, Washimi, the president of the company's secretary, is a secretary bird and she is a queen. And she's, that's, this is what I love about when creators slip in bio facts in their shows. It is the, the secretary bird in this show will stomp on a desk when she's mad. And that is what secretaries actually do. But they do it to kill their prey. I mean, in an office setting. <laughs> I think it's accurate. I think if secretary birds, like if we had sort of a Zootopia situation where secretary birds were now holding office jobs, they would stomp on your desk when they're mad. It's yeah. absolutely true. Yep. So they... It's interesting because like this very deadly bird river dance is it may actually be similar to some of their dinosaur ancestors and it's it's interesting to see this evolution from dinosaurs to these birds and maybe it gives us some hints about how dinosaurs may have behaved like raptors. Yeah, that does not in any capacity surprise me. Yeah. Birds are dinosaurs. Yeah. Not many people know that. Yeah. People think it's lizards. Nope, it's birds. Nope, it's birds. It's birds. It's always been birds. I keep telling everyone. Go and look up, I believe it's the Archaeopteryx that was kind mm-hmm. of the missing link. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Archaeopteryx was a sort of gliding dinosaur that had these like weird feather-like protrusions and it could sort of like get on a tree and then glide. So yeah, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's really interesting. I, it, a lot of people, I think, think that birds evolved from like pterodactyls. Uh, pterodactyls are actually not dinosaurs. They're pterosaurs, which are related to dinosaurs, but birds did not evolve from pterodactyls. That's just sort of a parallel evolutionary branch on the tree. Birds mostly evolved from dinosaurs like the T-Rex and yeah. other, yeah, Big predators. <laughs> and scientists are saying now that they think that dinosaurs likely had feathers. Yes. That the oh, yeah. lizard depiction that we have is not accurate. It was cutting edge when Jurassic Park came out. Yes. And Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I love to imagine a T-Rex as just a big angry chicken. And I think it's Basically, probably yeah. accurate. It's Basically, probably yeah. accurate. And <laughs> it's great to think about. So with these secretary birds, there's actually gender equity in how they own the runway. Males and females are morphologically pretty similar, so that means they look about the same. A lot of bird species, the female is kind of drab and the male is really fancy, but in some bird species, they're actually, you know, pretty similar. So if you see a secretary bird with those long, luxurious eyelashes and beautiful legs, it could be male or female. Who knows? And they will do mutual mating displays for each other. So they will chase each other around and then like soar up into the air. So they're both trying to impress each other. And then they, once they select their mate, they will form these monogamous pairs. So I think that's quite lovely, you know? I think that's a good example yeah, for us married as for life. Yeah, just like forming a power couple for life, stomping on your enemies. 
And also, men should wear makeup. Yes, absolutely. Hell yeah. It makes your eyes pop, you guys. It, it just does. makes your eyes pop. A L- little bit of eyeliner, a little mascara, super easy to take <laughs> off. Contour. <laughs> so, speaking of guy liner, I want to talk about the Aardwolf. So, it's not an Aardvark and it's not a wolf. It is a striped little insectivorous hyena. And it's actually called an aardwolf because it eats termites like an aardvark. But it's not a wolf. It is a hyena, a species of hyena. So um, like all hyenas, it's actually more closely related to cats than canines. And I bring this up because this is the most fashionable runway-ready hyena I have ever seen. It's like Hot Topic spilled all over a hyena it's so cute it's adorable so what you are looking at is an aardwolf cub so they are in my opinion one of the cutest little hot topic baby animals ever that is unbelievably cute and i want to pick it up and give it scritchies and i know i would get like eaten if i tried but i mean they're kind of on the smaller side so maybe you wouldn't get eaten well if mom was near if mom was nearby you would get mauled yeah for sure yeah don't touch don't touch the wildlife kids but it has a black mohawk along its back this big fluffy black tail a black muzzle and eyeliner these fashionable black stripes all over its body and little black booties it's super it's like what what would you describe this style like punk goth or it's it's definitely more on the punk side but it's like yeah. high end runway punk yes. side like it's i can punk. see like i can see this like tiger stripe dress yes. such as it is yes. and the black high heels the black elbow yeah. length gloves yes yeah gucci punk i i feel like gucci punk wouldn't be a real thing cuz i feel like punks would be kind of anti anti gucci but i don't know Gucci Punk is the name of my Green Day cover band. Okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to infringe on your <laughs> IP there. I I should be done making band name jokes now, but it's just it's it's so easy to go back to that. Well, what is it? It's it's Gucci Punk, and the other one is uh, is uh, one of them was Murder Something. Oh yeah, yeah. Then again, Murder Boxes, Murder Present. That's a good one. Something like that. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the. The long, the joke that I've heard about hyenas and foxes is that hyenas are cats running dog software and foxes are dogs running cat software. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that that's really funny. Yeah, they, they look pretty dog-like and they're more related to cats. And yeah, hyenas are, are really interesting. I mean, it's like, I think when people think about hyenas, they don't realize that there are a lot of different species and they look very different from other species. So this one looks kind of like a zebra, a raccoon, and a fox just kind of scrambled up their DNA into an adorable salad. (laughs) But, you know, it's... uh, And unlike other hyenas, it actually is not known to eat that much carrion. It's mostly going around eating insects and it will eat termites like an aardvark, thus its name. So it's... It's fashionable and it's kind of sweet because it just like goes around snorfling up bugs. See, in terms of bug eating things I would like in my home, I would much rather have a little baby aardwolf than a spider. <laughs> how how big are aardwolves? 
how big are adult aardwolves? Yeah, they, they get up to be about like 15 to 17 pounds. So they're, they're not that big. It's like about a medium-ish dog. Oh, that's what we were fostering a 14-pound cat earlier. So that's... <laughs> you can manage that. That's no, fine. No, you can't have one of these. I keep telling people you can't have these as pets. Oh, no, just just in terms of if I had to have an insectivore in my home, okay. that's what I'd want. Have an but do not yeah. keep exotic animals as pets. Don't do it. It's bad for you. It's bad <laughs> for you the said, animals. It's bad you for said... everything. <laughs> yeah, I also no, said I, don't touch the wildlife, kids. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That is true. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, like, it's okay to want to cuddle it, that's normal. I want to cuddle it. I wish I was best friends with an aardwolf and we just had all sorts of like termite eating adventures and stuff. But yeah, you know, you, you can't actually do it. Don't become an aardwolf king. <laughs> no, like just, if we go back to D&D, this is why you play druids. Exactly. So you can you talk can, to animals uh, yeah. and occasionally be animals. But What do you think like an aardwolf would say like, like, hey, what's bugging you? And then start laughing. <laughs> it termite. <laughs> Oh, hey. uh, you what you win the prize on on the creature feature pun off. Uh that is great. Is it murder? Most of the prizes this episode seem to have yeah, been murder. Sorry. It is. It's a uh, toxic tetrodotoxin. Sorry. Sorry about that. But that is your prize. Congratulations. As long as it comes in a box and I don't have to open it, you know, I can just kind of reverse yeah. Pandora that. Comes in an That'd adorable little fish box. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. Great, cool, awesome. <laughs> Is the LA Aquarium open? Can I call them for a pickup? <laughs> uh, remote pickup of dangerous, deadly fishes. Yes. Yeah. Would you like this little Betty Page box fish that I have? It's super cute, and also I think it wants to kill me, so I don't really want it in the house. Actually, in my research, I was seeing these things where people with these aquarium setups were debating whether to get these fish in their in their aquariums, and there's stuff like. Well, they, it could kill all the other fish in your aquarium, but it oh, is really cool. Oh, no. <laughs> this is why you always do your research and you talk to experts. Not self-proclaimed <laughs> experts on the internet, but like actual humans who know what they're talking about. It's the same people that'll sell you a betta fish in a tiny bowl and be like, it's fine. Yeah. It's not fine. Yeah. Oh, they like it this way in nature. No, you know, don't. the tiny bowls that happen in nature. Yeah, exactly. Beta <laughs> fish are known for living in tide pools. No, no, no. They need they space. They actually can, they can live in like little, like, like freshwater areas. But again, like there's got to be, there's flow of water and, you know, more, more to life for them than a little plastic bowl. Yeah. And a human can live in a 300 square foot apartment, but that doesn't make it fun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep, yep. Don't don't kill all your fish with box fish, uh, but do make friends with a secretary bird and let her stomp on you. Slay queen. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just gonna go back to don't touch the wildlife, kids. Okay, fine. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Maybe let the wildlife stomp on you. Is all that's all I'm saying. Look, if that's what you're into, I'm not right. gonna judge you. This I'm is also zero, not gonna do yeah. it myself. This is a zero judgment zone. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Katie, on my trip down the animal runway. Uh, you got anything to plug? Yeah, thank you for having me on. 
this this has been a blast and included a lot more murder than I honestly expected. But well, you know, bright colors they're, they're mean killing danger. it on the runway. What can I say? Hey, no, hey. I think you won the pun off there. <laughs> Huzzah! I am Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias, as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaget. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you enjoy watching me react to things, they live on that YouTube channel. I am also a co-host on the Silver Screams YouTube channel, where we react to horror things and discuss horror things. I am also on a pair of podcasts. I am on Rooster Team Radio, where we discuss all things Rooster Teeth. And I am a co-host of On The Point, which is an Overwatch and Overwatch League-focused podcast we record weekly even when league is on break we do our best to record weekly because there's always something to talk about and you can find us on the internet well let me take that again you can find (laughs) us on the internet at creature feature pod on instagram where i will be posting all the pictures of these wonderful animals you can find us at Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F E A T, not F E E T. That is something very different. You can find me at Katie Golden. That I just have a lot of my Katie thoughts on there, not necessarily show related, just Katie thoughts. And as always, I am at Pro Bird Rights, where I argue for birds to be in charge of the planet. You know, because. Hashtag just Katie thoughts. <laughs> Thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Ex Illumina. Creature Feature is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, the iHeartRadio website, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.